Hey there, listeners. Make sure you head over to our TikTok channel at Semi Charmed Kind of Pod and see our awesome giveaway that's going on right now. Hey guys, welcome back. Hello, everyone. So, we are um, in a day of recording podcasts, and I'm so yes. excited. So, again, we don't know what episode this is going to be, but we're in a whole new episode. No idea, but this one I think is going to blow your whole mind. I'm excited when you were. Wait, which one is this? Because I know both of your subjects, but I don't know which one we're doing so first. So, this one is the Cheryl Dell mur- murder, and she is the voodoo doll murder. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I'm excited about this one too. I'm excited. So, this is like a little bit of true crime, but you get some like factual stuff in there too. Yeah. Uh, but this one's going to blow your mind. No, I'm along for the. I want to say this. I want to I wanna make a disclaimer for the entirety of the podcast. <laughs> I'm along for the true crime crime ride yeah as long as we're able to like i just don't want to hear about somebody getting murdered for the sake of somebody getting murdered i'm only like (laughs) this season i'm only gonna do true crime that's related to the craft or practice of some kind exactly like make it relevant to like yeah so you can like yeah plus it helps people realize like how much they socialize like And I'm just not one of the media. I'm not one of those people, like, who, are you one of those people that will just, like, watch Investigation Discovery all day of, like, here's yes. different ways of people being murdered and, like, It's my comfort stuff. I can't do that. <gasps> Why? I mean, I, 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 I like the occasional dateline of what was it, like, the, is it the Ohio? Oh, the, yeah, the, yeah, with, yeah, Like, the, oh, so That's sad. going on right now. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I like, I hate, oh, I hate being like, ooh, I like stuff like that. Yeah. But I don't know. I just, like, my mom is someone who can, like, sit there for, like, eight hours a day and watch, like, a people dying in, in different ways. And I'm just like, yeah, people are horrible. I don't really need to, like... Yeah, I can, I can see that from your side, too. Um, my husband also isn't, like, he can't... He's not into it at all. But it, what's so weird is that's my comfort stuff, right? Podcasts, books, like, clearly you can see I have a bajillion books, and TV, but I cannot watch scary movies to save my life. See, I, 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 I understand, like, the... It's trauma. I'm telling you, it's too close. That's scary. I like the jumping <laughs> yes. out. Even though I can watch true stuff and that doesn't resonate. See, I'm the opposite. Me. I love watching like stuff that I know like is like there's no way that like oh, it could happen. Like me. I love scary movies. I love horror movies. What's your favorite horror movie? Uh, I don't know. Um God, you're putting me on the spot. I really like the skeleton key. I can watch that movie. That's really. a great movie. That's a thriller. That's not horror. That's Okay, well, then I feel better that I can watch horror movies because yeah, I've watched that movie. I love a, that. It's a horror movie. Okay. I love The Strangers. I love that movie. Ooh, yeah, and everybody has, that, everybody has that reaction. I'm like, I love that movie. It's Ooh. such a good movie. Ah, that's like true crime. True, that is based on a true story, isn't no, it? No, I know. Uh, no, it can't But it's it. like they camp it up. Like, <laughs> it's good. Uh, <laughs> it is and good. And Scott Speedman. Mm. I, I love can, watching a handsome man be scared. I saw the last, like, scary, scary movie that I saw. I was on a date with a guy, and I really liked him. So this was a while ago. This was a um, long sta- time To establish ago. people who do not know, she is married. They're currently in her... In the, in <laughs> this her... is more than 10 years ago. <laughs> and literally, he was like, we went to dinner, and then he was like, well, I don't want to go home yet. Do you want to go to the movies? And I was like, yeah, why not? He was like, let's go see Hereditary. <gasps> Oh, perfect movie. And let me tell you, oh, it's he so good. fell asleep at the very beginning. I was dying the whole time. I was screaming. I was so upset. What a good movie to be along for the no ride. No way. I didn't sleep for weeks. I, okay, so I had a, I have a similar story where we didn't go to the movie theater, but okay. I went over to the, there was this guy that I was dating and I went to his house and we, did you ever see The Fourth Kind? 
with no. Mila Jovovich. No. Oh my god, if you're scared of like, don't watch that movie. It'll terrify you because it's don't all worry. like they do like it's all about people being abducted in Alaska. Uh, no. Yeah. Oh, it's and like they they stage it. It's all like you know what I mean. But we they do, do it. A- they do it as found footage, <gasps> so it like looks real. We should do a whole season on abductions. Oh, it's terrifying. <gasps> oh, I'd love that. Um, okay. it's terrifying. But he did the same thing. He like fell asleep halfway mm. through it, and I'm mm. sitting there watching this movie like terrified, like looking at him like if you. Oh, and like the whole crux of the movie is people like waking up in the middle of their sleep and like doing like robot voices and like floating in the no. middle of the bed. Oh yeah. So like the like scary part of the movie is people waking up from sleep and I'm looking at him like if you wake up right now. Oh. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally like cl- white clutching the seats in that movie theater cuz I was like are you kidding me? Was this a first date? Yes. Uh, see, that's my that's a, that is a cardinal rule for me. No movies on a first date. It freaked me. Why out. do I want to sit in a dark room where we cannot talk? True. Can't we, even look at each other. Well, we're not together now, so <laughs> it's clearly, just, it's a red flag if somebody wants to go to a movie <laughs> on a first flag. date for me. Mm-mm, not happening. Okay, well, that's a great segue into this because this lady that's this murderer, Cheryl Dell, she is a red flag. Let me tell you, okay. And it, it, is Cheryl the one who was? Is she our victim or is she the murderer? She's the murderer. Oh, so we don't like Cheryl. Yeah, you should really look her up on Murderpedia. This lady looks like a crazy. Uh, why am I? Why am I like? I feel like I should be surprised that there's a murder Wikipedia, but I'm like not. <laughs> oh, I'm Murderpedia. Oh, you should look at it. It it even gives like. Did we not just have this entire conversation? I don't. You need to. <laughs> I, do, I don't get off on that. You should. <laughs> No, uh, you need to because they even give them like updates in jail of like what they look like now. Okay, maybe I do want to. <laughs> you should because this lady's wild. Okay, so tell me about Cheryl. Okay, so this starts in Killaloo, Ottawa, which is like a hippie, like off grid type of town. Um, there was a lot of close knit neighbors. They all knew each other. Everybody helped each other, and pretty much everything in the town seemed like walkable. They actually called it a village, not a town. That's small. Is this like a commune? No, but it is like well. Is Ottawa Canada? Yeah. Okay, I was going to say, we're in Canada. Okay. Okay, geography. (laughs) Okay, so they lived, it was a married couple. It was Scott and Cheryl Dell. Scott, um, who was known to others, people described him as gentle, soft-spoken, intelligent, and extremely handsome. I'm sure he was. Those are always the ones you got to watch out for him. Yeah, he was very well known in the community. A lot of villagers loved him. However, Cheryl, his wife, Uh was the opposite. Um... You know, you're dealing with, like, homesteaders and, like, minimalists. Everybody cared about, like, their crops. What time period is this? If we're referring it to, to it as the, the village. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they still they still referred to themselves okay. as a village. Okay. The 1900s. Um, yeah. The 1900s. That long ago. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> but these people cared about their livelihoods more than what they looked like. But Cheryl was, like, extremely flashy. Um, neighbors said that she walked into town with, like, super elaborate outfits, these fancy high heel boots. She was that bitch of the village. Fur coats. Okay. She was killing it. She had this, like, really big red hair. Like, picture, like, um, Magda from Brave. Oh, 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 okay. That kind of People hair. are like, there's not even a hair salon. Where are you getting this done? Exactly. <laughs> right? Okay, So, um, even though they were polar opposites, like, they were still making it work, basically everything seemed good from the outside looking in. Scott got diagnosed with, like, a throat condition, which they said was possibly cancer at the time. He started losing his voice, and they were afraid that he was going to lose it permanently. So he actually began taping his children's favorite books. So that way they could keep replaying them. So, like, that's the type of guy this guy was, okay? He was basically, like, a wonderful father. The sentimental cancer in me is just like, oh, my God. Basically. (sighs) Yeah, so, um, basically, Cheryl was the opposite. 
so many things let me tell you did she like go through and like delete the recordings no she might have i don't i mean they don't she, like taped over that. them oh sorry <laughs> i recorded my lifetime movie okay vhs <laughs> <laughs> um but she was clearly not the best mother um she partied there was several stories alluding to affairs she was a cool mom basically um they said that basically she wasn't very happy with her current life and that she wanted to go back to her old life, which is really strange because they were together for 20 years. What was her old life? How old exactly. were they at this point? What was her old life? I mean... Being a teenager? Exactly. So I guess maybe she was going through like a midlife crisis maybe. Sounds like. Where she kind of decided maybe she didn't want to do that anymore. She's like reevaluating all of her life choices. Basically, but every time Scott took her back. Like with open arms. Take took her back. Like what is she doing? She's just going out and like partying and for days on end. And affairs. Oh, so she mom just disappears for basically. Wait, do they have kids? Yeah, three. Three. Okay. Three of them. Okay, so um one of the kids, actually there was an incident report where Cheryl accused Scott. Now, trigger warning for this. So there is suicide talk of suicide in this, sexual assault. Oh no. As well, obviously a murder. But Cheryl accused Scott of sexually assaulting his adopted daughter. She had the daughter go down to the police station and file a report against him. Child welfare got involved. They actually lost their kids for a little while. And basically it came out later that the whole thing was a lie. It was all hearsay. Cheryl was basically trying to attempt to get the kids taken away from them so she wouldn't have to have kids anymore. Wait, 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 back up. So she wanted the kids taken away from both of them? Basically because she was married to him. What was her argument that, like, if... If if we're in this hypothetical situation, he's yeah. coming after the daughter, what was why wouldn't the daughter just be hers then? Why is how does that absol- absolve her of responsibility? No idea. Okay, work. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I mean she's, minds of crazy people, she's right? She's clearly I mean, red flag. Using that term loosely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Scott's family obviously was like super not happy with this whole situation. Because it sounds like it's just escalating. Yeah, but worse. keep in mind, like he's sick. Right? Oh, so they right. Need, we have this throat condition. They need family support. So basically, Cheryl, in the times of all of this, meets somebody. Of course she does. She began a very serious relationship with a woman that she met in a support group who was named Gay Dougherty. Gay lived in Ontario. So wait, she started a gay relationship with Gay. She did. Okay. Right? Pride awareness, or bi awareness. <laughs> We're here for it. Different strokes for different folks. All right. Gay lived in Ontario for a little while. Ironically, she worked for the Roman Catholic Church, where she was super devoted to celibacy and God. She kept her work and her private and her and her home life separate, well, like very separate. <laughs> she basically was like, had an epiphany, was like, "Hey, I want to be a lesbian, and I'm gonna move." So she moved to Ottawa, where she met Cheryl. But did she keep working for the church? No, she quit. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> props to her. <laughs> but the support group that they met at was incest survivors. But wait, there was no real incest. Well, this is actually, this is Cheryl going to an incest. Oh, what happened to Cheryl? We don't know. We don't know. Or whether anything did happen to Cheryl. Maybe she just wanted attention. Maybe she made that up too. Basically. So first they became friends and then they were, began a really committed relationship with each other. Now keep in mind, Scott and Cheryl had been together for 20 years at this point. So very long time. Basically, they were like inseparable gay and cheryl so scott basically said like i gotta end this like i can't do this anymore but if she ever wanted to come back he would keep open arms for her scott how sad right scott where's my scott that's what i'm saying i can't even get a text back (laughs) i am reading this thinking wow nobody's ever loved me this much in my life she had several affairs even had an entire lesbian relationship with somebody 
And he just was like, if you want to come back, do it. And like you said, this man is dying. So he's like, um, caveat, given I'm still alive. Seriously. Like, I would, isn't that the time to focus on yourself? <laughs> if I'm any, saying. If any, I would think your Twilight right? is the time to maybe. The devout father. <laughs> so poor Gay, like, really thought she had a catch with Cheryl. Um, she really said, quote unquote, that she thought she was going to have like a sophisticated New York type of Did affair. she not know the situation? Because my thing, like if they cheat with you, they're gonna, right? So did she not know that she like she was leaving her husband? I, well, she even met her children and that's what she said. Basically, she really thought that she should leave Cheryl after like a couple months because she realized how mentally unstable this lady was. But because she got close to her children, Oh, fuck them kids. And we're even... I don't know if we're cursing on this podcast, but... <laughs> Why not? Fuck them damn, damn but kids. <laughs> she basically, like... She basically was like, I should leave, but... How old are these kids at this point? Because if they've been Young. married for 20 years... Young. Like... Yeah, we're talking oh, so like 11. Not, so I mean... they're not going to know anything about it. Like, in the grand scheme of their life... Okay, mom had a friend for a little while. But I mean... It's not like they're having a lesbian affair in front of the kids. Yeah, they had separated, basically. Well, I don't even know if they knew. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's yeah. just mom had a friend. So, like, what are these kids' lives that you need to stay in? But to your point, right? Like, I met a married woman who's been with her husband for 20 years, and he's sick. That's what I'm saying. Like, and you're like, <laughs> well, oh, this is the catch. And you met her in an incest support I'm, group. Oh, I'm like, well, buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> Whatever. clearly. Okay, well, then came the realization that Cheryl was into witchcraft. She, she's been into witchcraft this entire time? Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Like, like real shit. Cheryl's a witch. Like, she ain't messing around. Right. So, Gay didn't know it right away, but apparently she caught Cheryl doing spells, practicing. Dancing with the devil in the full moonlight. Basically. Naked, probably. Um, And she flips a switch all of a sudden. Cheryl? Yeah. When Gay starts to catch on that she's a witch, she decides to hone all of her energy into now hating Scott. And she's going to take down Scott. Because she doesn't want Gay to leave her. So she's trying to like channel all of this energy into now we're going to, we're going to off Scott. How does that? Okay. Okay. It doesn't. Mind of a crazy person. <laughs> it I, doesn't. How, I, how we're getting from point A to point B. This lady's like made of magic. I because feel like why that, do people love her so much? <laughs> and I feel like people that want to kill their husbands will just look for like any excuse to kill their husbands. Literally. It's like, oh. Yep. This Yes. Okay. So she became obsessed with trying to hurt him. Gay said it escalated to Cheryl making a, quote, voodoo doll shaped out of wax with strings and ribbon. She would chant over it, put pins in it, hurt it, and then buried it. Did she, like, did she, like, put anything of his on it? Like, is this, like, a real, do we think this is a real, again, is this real? So like, is, she, get is she practicing? Where is she learning this stuff? Is she trial and error? That's a great question. So, <laughs> while she's doing all of this, keep in mind, Scott was helping her the whole time. Yeah, he I, was you, doing, I, you can't help but feel for him, because apparently he's, literally. like, he wants to take her back if yeah. she's... He did odd jobs for her. He went and got things for her, like changed her tires. And he's dying. He's did dying. chores. Exactly. He's dying. Yes. So maybe she really did have him like, quote, under a spell. That's what I'm thinking. Mm. Does she have like some kind of like decaying spell on him? Perhaps she put him in a freezer. I don't know. <laughs> he's in a jar somewhere. So clearly this caused Gay and her to have this like tumultuous relationship because they were basically in a relationship and she was still seeing and relying on her ex all the time. But you're telling me that you hate him. Yeah. But you're still going Talk after about him all signals. the time. Right. So Gay basically said that she wanted out. Um, 
obviously that didn't go over with crazy Cheryl very well. Um, she went on a rampage and decided that she was going to push Scott out of her life to save her relationship with Gay. Girl, I thought you already left him. Oh, right? Like, what? She wanted full custody of the kids. She wanted the house, the farm that they were on, and she wanted Scott out of her life permanently. Okay. So she started telling co-workers oh, no. that she was going to shoot him during hunting season Girl. and make it look like an accident. Okay, well, rule number one, don't tell people about your murder plot. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Like, why? And co-workers are the last people. The last people. Those, that's like a forced friendship if I've ever heard of one. Seriously, I can think of five other people that I would ask before I would ever ask a co-worker. Yeah. She started talking about hitmen to see whether anybody knew any hitmen. Okay, men. yeah, you also, the you don't involve people in your murder plot either. Like, because that's just asking. <laughs> and then she started asking people, how much antifreeze do you think it would take to kill somebody? Oh, my God. Again, a good, a good, a good day of watching Investigation Discovery will tell you, because I'm telling you. Well, and this is... <laughs> there's going to be one episode where someone off to their husband. This is going to blow your mind. When nobody would help her or answer she her questions. It. She called poison control. Oh, my God. And asked them, how much antifreeze would it take to kill somebody? What's the safe amount of antifreeze that I can drink? I've Basically. heard it's really sweet. Seriously, they had a recording that they used like, later <laughs> of her doing that. Wow. Yeah, so wow. shortly after plotting his demise, um, Scott was basically officially diagnosed with cancer. Okay. So we figure it out what's the, what the throat condition is. Yeah, um, but her co-worker said that she didn't seem upset at all by his diagnosis. Probably like, because she caused it. Basically because, I mean, she saw it as a, like a resolution to her life, right? Like, she kept talking about her after Scott life. Here's my thing. Why did nobody report any of that? I don't know. Because, I mean, honestly, like, I, if you're sitting in the cubicle, would, would you seriously take threats like that from your coworker? Like... I mean, maybe if she's laying out, like, specific plots of, like, walking him into the woods and shooting him and making it seem like it's a I think that's accident, a little maybe much. I would be calling the cops. I mean, I give you permission, full disclosure, that if I'm, like, if I gave four ounces of antifreeze to Andre, do you think it would kill him? Oh, the questions <laughs> like that would absolutely start She's asking flag. these yeah. actual questions. Yeah, and I guess if it's, like, you know what I mean? Like, you asked me something very similar to that last week, Cheryl. I think, yeah. <laughs> Say At least to report it to a higher up. Do we have Is an HR anonymous? Aware? Right? Do we have an anonymous <laughs> hotline? Like, so Scott went through treatments and he was put in remission. Now we can only assume that Psycho Cheryl was completely pissed off by she's, that. Yeah, she's sent into a tizzy. Her, she's pissed. Her plan is not going as predicted. So after a bit, Cheryl started telling people that's actually not true, and Scott's cancer is still there. He just doesn't want you to know. Manifest your own reality. Basically. So she's like, nope. So she began telling people that Scott was trying to move to hospice at home because that was his dying wish. But Scott's Scott's in remission. Scott's trying to start his life. Spoiler, over. spoiler alert. I mean, obviously the man dies, but the autopsy said he officially had no cancer and was in remission. Oh God. So how does he, how does he wake up dead? So in December of 1995, antifreeze and wine was officially purchased by Cheryl's new girlfriend, Nancy. Wine? She didn't even put it in Gatorade? Literally. So the new girlfriend literally watched her mix the two of them together and only said, don't do this and argued about it a little bit, but nothing else. Oh, because she was just like so concerned. 
This is the new girlfriend. That's what I. That's like. What, I, what is wrong? This is with gay. You? No. No. no she, she, had a, she, had, she had a completely new girlfriend. She had a new girlfriend named Nancy. What is with these people just like watching? Why is everybody obsessed with this lady? I don't. It's witchcraft. Literally. So the plan was to give this to Scott for Christmas, but Gay and Scott actually came to the house together with Nancy and Cheryl all together. Who's saying Nancy? The new girlfriend. Her new girlfriend. Wait, but now Gay's back too. Gay's visiting the children because she was so close she with was the part children. Part of their lives. And Scott. So they're all having this hunky-dory Christmas thing together. Oh, no. Cheryl told Scott that through a prolific dream she had had, she had a message come through that Scott should drink the wine and he would have important visions of his life come to him. That immediately, even if I had zero context, I would think I was being poisoned. (laughs) Basically. But he loved her so much. So Scott took the bottle home. Cheryl went straight to her altar after he left, lit candles and chanted rituals in hopes of fulfilling her quote unquote spell work. So she spiked the bottle of wine and then just let him take it back to the house? Are her are her kids still in that house? Yes. So there's a poisoned bottle of wine. Yep. Just going back to her house yep. unsupervised. So cool. S- yep. As soon as Scott got home, he drank the wine. He cracked a bottle. Yep. He called Cheryl hourly. Okay, telling her that he was listening to old tunes from their life and thinking about their relationship and basically reminiscing about how they wanted to be back. He wanted to be back together. Because he's probably sipping on that wine and liquefying his organs. Now, keep in mind, Gay is still at Cheryl's house with Nancy and Cheryl this whole time. I was gonna, so I was gonna bring up to that point because if they're broken up, she's gone through this whole relationship with them. She's aware of this vendetta. That so why would you just even if you didn't want? I would be like, what's in that open wine bottle? Clearly, like, what is she like? <laughs> why is it open? Yeah, yeah. So Cheryl stayed on the phone with him the entire time to ensure of course she did that she would hear him die. Of course she did. So that's sick. Yes. So Gay basically was like, why are you on the phone with Scott this whole night when I'm at your house? Like, why do you need to be on the this phone This lady isn't putting it together. Not like, she all. knew about all of this stuff. She saw her, her praying over the voodoo doll. And then yep. she's just like, oh. Yep. And Nancy said that she didn't say anything because Cheryl scared her. Basically threatened her into... I'm going to do the same to you. Or that you're the new girlfriend and I'm actually want to be back with my husband Scott, my ex-husband Scott, so they'll probably think you did it to off him to be with me. So, so she didn't say anything because she was panicked. Yeah. So, but I also want to know, like, moment of, so what, Cheryl just, like, has him on speaker and they're just, like, sitting there around, like, just having their night while she just listens to this man die on speakerphone? Yep, and at 4 a.m. it went silent, so Cheryl hung up the phone. The deed is done. Yep. Um. So... Cheryl lied to Gay and told her that Scott was expected to die in the next few days by his doctor. And she just wanted to be there for him. Because she's telling everybody he still has cancer. Yep. Gay was like, yeah, whatever. But she basically didn't say anything. And when Scott didn't show up to pick up the kids the next day, Cheryl sent Gay to go check on him. Right. The ex-girlfriend. So when she arrived, she could see the Christmas tree was lit up. She could hear the love song still playing on the stereo. My jaw is still on the floor. Literally. Right. You would she send sent her, her to find the body. Scott was found dead in his son's room, only wearing a sweater and nothing else. Just a sweater. <coughs> Literally. So <laughs> Scott was found. Um, Wait, when, no pants? No pants. <laughs> oh, he was nothing. having a good time. Literally. He was really reminiscent. So she... <laughs> 
she called 911, but basically he was pronounced dead at the yeah. scene. Yeah, where are the kids? They were at Cheryl's. They spent the night at Cheryl's. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, 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 So they okay, weren't okay, there when okay, he died. Okay, okay. She at least had the wherewithal to have, to, to take Did the kids she? to the night. I don't know. <laughs> you could go Who knows that, where but... the kids were? Oh, jeez. So, but he, the way he was found in position, he was in his son's bedroom. And like he, he went was, in there? He was writing love notes to Cheryl. I'm going to read you, like, one of the ones that they no. found. Oh, so you're just going to gut me right here? Yep. Live on the pod? What did you think was going to happen if I drank a bottle of wine and listened to music that you and I used to listen to? I'm going to think about you and me together. We need to make the bad stuff go away. I probably was supposed to die of cancer, but my life was spared, and I don't know why. This poor guy. Oh Literally. While he's sipping on yeah. what ultimately killed him. What Cheryl killed him with. So Gay said she called Cheryl to tell her, like, hey, I found Scott dead. And Cheryl said, what did he look like? Yeah. Well, then I guess you should have gone. If you wanted to know so bad, shouldn't you have been the one to discover? You know he's dead. Um, you did it. But she didn't. Gay didn't know. Only Nancy knew. But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. But Cheryl knew. Mm-hmm. Well, and she had to have speculated that she was going to kill him when she was with Gay, I would assume. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, nobody put, nobody's putting any of this together, and then we're all just so surprised. <laughs> so, the death was blamed on depression, obviously, because cops, you know. Who kills themselves that way? <laughs> Literally. Um, Cheryl's statement to the police said that he had called her, and he was talking about a dream that he had had about one of his friends that actually did commit suicide. He had hung himself. Convenient. And he sounded really slurry, but that way, when they got off the phone at 4 a.m., that he sounded fine. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So at his funeral, she actually kept referring to herself as Scott's wife. Of course she did. And all of her exes were there. Oh, of course. Because she's having multiple, she had multiple affairs. Let me tell you, if my husband ever uh, shows up uh, to my funeral. Rolling in the grave, swirling in the urn. I will haunt him uh, till he oof. can't sleep at night. <laughs> Literally. No. no. So Scott's mother was obviously livid and she actually had to leave the funeral because she could not stand watching it. Uh, Yeah, I can't imagine why. I mean. uh. Yeah. So this part's going to blow your mind. I feel like I've been pretty blown this entire time. So Cheryl obviously needed something new to focus on, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, she's been putting so much focus and energy on and she just manifested it. She's dead. Yep. She's still with Nancy, but now she's become obsessed with having a baby and particularly a black baby. Okay? She, she's white. She is white. She started planning to kidnap one. And once again, Nancy, who's the horrible human of a girlfriend, okay, who never reports anything. is like, good idea. Let me help. Basically. And they go to the adoption agency saying that they had a baby at home. Uh-huh. And that somebody abducted it. And they were trying to help Cheryl fill the void of their black baby. She even placed classifieds to find a black man to impregnate her. Okay, why couldn't she just go adopt a baby? Why did she have to come up with, like, a elaborate I, story? Why couldn't she just be like, I want a baby to give a home? Why wouldn't you just conjure one? I mean, she's doing a lot of manifestation, right? Literally. She's doing a lot of manifestation. So, thankfully, this lady is, like, a complete nut, nut job because it did lead to her arrest, right? In March of 1997, Nancy finally said, I'm done, and broke up with Cheryl, which resulted in both of them having to go to court together because Cheryl's crazy ass would not give her any of her stuff back. So she was, like, holding all of her stuff hostage. So Nancy was like, fine, I'll take you to court. 
over so, this. Right? <laughs> like, so, um, this is a lot, but Nancy said that she was accusing Cheryl in court then of child abuse, that she drugged her children, right? Which doesn't really seem far-fetched because she wanted them to sleep all the time. Okay. She said that they would wet the bed and that Cheryl would make them, like, sleep in it and, like, lock them in their rooms I and stuff say, like that. I was going to say, it sounds like she's done way worse things, so I'm believing it. But, like, hello, Nancy. You lived there. So, like, you also are just as bad because yeah. you didn't say anything. Is that why she was able to develop, like, a quote-unquote relationship with the... Because she was, like, I not guess. treating them as bad as I mom. don't know. I don't know. So, she had this whole elaborate story that they gave to CPS about her baby and that her new baby, right? Because she claims she had a black baby. It right. was living in Jamaica with the dad. Okay. She trained all of her children to lie for her. And say that this baby existed. Basically. So finally, um, that led to Nancy breaking down and was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to tell you how Scott died. Oh, how did Scott die? (laughs) So Nancy admitted that she actually purchased the wine and the antifreeze. She watched her plan it, execute it, and even witnessed the night that he died on the phone with Cheryl. She told them that she was a witch and that she may have had some kind of spell work to make it look like Nancy had done it, and she was scared that it would retaliate against her. How far, how long after, how, what, how far, at, like, are we from Scott's death? Mm, two years. Okay. Yeah. So, um, they found out, basically, that Cheryl had an affair with a 16-year-old. Uh, um, well, all of this other stuff is going on. Yes, let that Who sink in. Who has the time? <laughs> <laughs> right? She also had a job, right? Because they, they said I'm sure she's, This like, is the 90s. She's working a 40-hour work week. I'm, I'm sure. Saying, so Cheryl had an affair with a 16-year-old boy that she hired to put a hit out on Nancy. Oh, she's putting hits on everybody. Probably because she was going to be the start witness in her case, which would pin the murder on Cheryl. Okay, you think a 16-year-old is going to be, is going to like... Why is a 16-year-old doing your wet works? But here's the thing. <laughs> she promised him $300 and a motorcycle, and sadly, Nancy never made it to the trial because he actually killed her. He killed her? He killed Nancy. He went to her house with the intention of slitting her throat, but he noticed while she was passed out drunk at her house, probably because she was, like, trying to just make it through life at this point. He's mothered her. She had candles lit on the table and he knocked it over and lit her house on fire and just left her yes yep but two years later this is after scott's death cheryl was officially charged with his murder she received life in prison and accessory for murder to nancy yeah um and then brent the 16 year old was actually tried tried as like an underage um i don't know how it works like with canadian law Um, Oh, true, because we're in Canada. Yeah, but he did get life in prison, but he escaped prison. What? In 2011. Right? But he was later found, but like, holy cow. So he's still locked up, right? Because that's pretty... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They both are. That's pretty... You should murderpedia them, and you can see them both. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but basically, like, poor Scott, right? Like, he was such a good person, and, like, she just trying to... Kept, like, shitting on him and shitting on him and shitting on him, and he just kept coming back. Literally died writing love notes to her. To his murderer. To his murderer. Right. It's very, like, Romeo and Juliet, right? Like, um, it's, it's very Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> what are you talking about? So, yeah, they, so they said, like, um, that they had... It was crazy because 
there was a lot of like testimony, um, witness testimony. And oh, stuff and it like was that. like they loved each other so much. But because they didn't have a jury trial, they couldn't use any of the statements given by witnesses. Yeah, like what does it matter? They couldn't even use Nancy's confession because it was because at that point it's just like a judge's decision, right? Like yep. if, if, a, if a jury's not weighing in. Thankfully, he realized like how crazy she was. But I do want to touch on voodoo just really quickly, right? Yeah. So tell us like what. It, so what, in your opinion, do you think that she was just, like, happenstance? Because I believe in the power of manifestation. Mm-hmm. Like, that you can just manifest something just by putting enough energy into it. Just sure, as a of thought. Course. It's going it's to pop up. Yeah. So do you think that she was inadvertently, like, just putting so much passion and energy into this that it was manifesting in something? Or do you think she actually knew what she was doing? As far as witchcraft What's goes? your opinion, yeah, of I when mean, you I, hear the story? I think that, I think that any kind of craft or practice, right, if you believe in what you're doing... It's going to be individual, it. and it's going to be individual to that person. It's going right. to look different for everybody. And you're doing it, right? Okay, yeah. So there's no, like, right or wrong yeah, to anything. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But what I will say is, I do want to touch on voodoo, um, and just say first and foremost, like, this is an absolutely closed practice, okay? Right. Meaning that closed practice means, like, if you were not raised in it, it's not for you, okay? So if you aspire to learn about a closed practice... You can learn knowledge, but you it's not for practice, right? It's for right. respect. So someone must welcome you into a practice for actual use. Like, you do not seek those things. What so, are other... Because, like, so is voodoo a religion? Correct. So what are some other... I know Santeria is one, too. Voodoo. Because what I know about closed religions is a lot of times it's, it's tied into, like we were saying, it's tied to the individual. Yep. It's tied, like, culturally. True. Yep, voodoo it's is... It's, like, part of, like, a lifestyle culture. Absolutely. Which is why it's also part of, like, nobody's just picking it up. Correct. Yeah, so you can't say, because, like, your grandmother is from Haiti, and so, therefore, I know voodoo. That's not true. That's not how it works, No. Right. Unless your grandma is from Haiti or wherever, she grew up in voodoo, she taught you voodoo, your life is voodoo, that is voodoo. It's like, um... I'm, I was not raised Catholic, but mm-hmm. it's like um, when you're a practicing Catholic, you you participate in, what is it, communion? Mm-hmm. Like you do the, like, you know what I mean? You're raised in it. You're, yep. it's obviously anybody can join and be exactly. a Catholic, but there are certain practices and there's things that you're doing to keep up with the practice of your religion. Correct. So if those things are not taught to you, that's why I asked you yep. when you had not only just her wanting a black baby, yep. but when I asked if she was white. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, why are, why are you, you white? And where did you... <laughs> why are you doing why are voodoo? You white? Um, okay, so... The so mo- where did she pick it up? Do we know? We don't know. But most voodoo practitioners say that the concept of voodoo dolls does not even exist in practice. Right. Okay? A high priest named Roby Gilmore stated, quote, It blows my mind that people still believe voodoo dolls are relevant in voodoo religion. Hollywood really did a number. We do not stab pins in dolls to hurt people. We don't take your hair and make a doll and worship the devil with it. And we don't ask the devil to give us black magic to get revenge on you. It's done. It is not done. It won't be done. And it never will exist for us. So right. the concept of voodoo dolls is so like socialized by media. Is it like a Western thing too? It's Pro- just like I perpetuated mean, by media. Yeah. And maybe she just heard something or i would say look it up on the internet but it's a little it's in the 90s so she probably didn't <laughs> she could depending if they're both working yeah i mean i don't maybe. in a village i don't oh, know true we're in a village <laughs> yeah i don't know but i mean she was fancy. i don't see right she had a lot of books she was fancy. so i mean you never know but yeah 
That's the voodoo doll murder. That's so interesting. That was a good one. Thank you. I like that. I thought so. I thought you would like I don't, that I, I liked it, question mark. You know what I mean? I don't, I, I caution to be like, <laughs> Poor yeah. Scott. Yeah. Poor Nancy too. Like, yeah. just like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I hate to be like, mm, you brought it on yourself, but to be just taken out in your sleep by a 16 year old, like, oh, uh, so late in the story, 16 year old right? too. Like, you're not even taken out by a major player. Literally. And you're a major player. But you also had to see that coming. Like, what's wrong with you? Well, yeah. Idiot. I would have expected that to happen to Gay. I thought Gay was the one that would have been offed. She was smart enough to at least get out. I caution to say And I think she kept... (laughs) I think she kept coming back because she was afraid for the children. You know what I mean? Like like you said, then she just... I'm saying... Where was the call to CPS if you loved him so much? Yep. But that's my episode. Oh, that was so good. Did you love it? Okay. It was so good. I'm glad you liked it. Yep, so... So good. That's the end of the episode. Yeah. So thank you for joining us, everybody. Like, subscribe, leave a comment. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, maybe. I don't know. Are we going to start a Facebook? I don't want to. Please don't make me start a Facebook. (laughs) Let us know if you want to see us on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) We could do Facebook Live. Isn't that We could. We could also just do Instagram Lives. Maybe Facebook Live is better. They're owned by the same people. Yeah, we'll find out, guys. Let us know. (laughs) Coming to Meta. (laughs) Where you want to see us. Yeah, literally. Coming to Meta. All right, well, we'll put show notes on um, Cheryl also for her Murderpedia page so you can look at her. Yes. Yes. And you'll hear us next week on Semi-Charmed Kind of Pod. Love it. A Semi-Charmed Kind of Podcast is hosted by Ashley Williams and Kyle Yugis. Music credits by Chauncey Fortune and art by Decay Decor. Keep listening and keep it cryptid. wrapped in fragile hands, clinging on a bound in the dead Still